Hello, survivors and guests. Today, I will talk about my, my experience of sexual abuse as a child. Please know that there may be information that may be disturbing. This story begins with a family member. My 27-year-old cousin started molesting me when I was about 12 years old. His family and mine were very close. By all means, we were a very loving and caring family. We had meals together. Sometimes we stayed at my aunt's home. Sometimes they would have stayed at our home. My aunt's family was a large family. She had nine children. My parents had eight. I am the seventh of the eight. And um, as you can imagine, it was a, a pretty busy social interaction between families. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, if I recall correctly. Uh, whenever we had lunches or parties, weddings, birthdays, it was just such a, a nice experience to have uh, family around. For me, things started changing, as I said, when I was 12 or so. It could have been a little earlier, maybe 13, but I am pretty sure it was 12. The memories, uh, once you have trauma, are a little vague, and uh, sometimes they disappear for a long, long time. There were so many things I didn't remember for years and years. I have a friend who I used to call my memory because whenever I needed to remember what I was doing during high school or even uh, primary school, I would call her and ask her, what did we do this year? This is a really, really great friend that I have since we were five years old. But like I was saying, uh, there are many, many things that we forget. It is the trauma that makes us uh, want to bury these memories of things that happened to us that we didn't understand, that we had no idea uh, what they would be called or how to label it. Things that were done to us, things that happened to us, things that we were part of with an adult. I was part of an adult fantasy, an adult sickness, an adult perversion. There is uh, so much pain when we think and when we remember. There is so much shame. There is so much fear. All these feelings that we didn't understand before or that we don't understand now. Like I said in my introductory podcast, I've had so many years of uh, therapy, um, support groups, friends that can uh, understand me because we have had similar experiences. But all of these does not erase the memories. All of these actually brings the memories back. Why do we want to remember everything? 
It is something that I ask myself, and I have also told one of my therapists in the past, uh, around 2008, uh, um, I really don't want to remember the details because uh, I'm afraid. But why would I bring more pain to my life? Who did this to me? This was about something that happened even earlier. It is still something that I don't have clarity on, but I know that I was raped when I was younger than 10. It is still very, very hard to talk about it, as I don't have clarity about it, but I know it happened. Going back to my cousin, so I don't remember exactly the first time that he did anything to me. I have uh, memories of uh, one time sleeping over at their home and he hid under my cousin's bed. We were sharing the bed, uh, a female cousin. Um, it, it was normal. It is normal in, uh, in large families that the girls share bed and the boys share another bed, especially when there is sleepovers because it's like we're so many. Imagine uh, 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 having a house big enough to have eight kids or nine kids, the parents, uh, the people that uh, would take care of, uh, of uh, the home. And um, that's how we grew up. And for for the years that I, uh, for the times that I slept over, it was fine. But this one particular time, he hid under my cousin's bed where I was sleeping with her. And he started touching me. I was paralyzed. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what was going on. I was so scared. I was so scared. He shushed me, he told me not to move. My other cousin, his sister, slept next to me. It was just a terrible experience. After that, I remember that um, he was always sweet to me whenever we had get-togethers and brought me ice cream and, and you know, uh, he even taught me how to drive at the age of 13. Um, I remember when I was visiting, and I didn't go alone, by the way, I went with my, uh, with one of my sisters or two of my sisters and would tell me that it was okay, that we, that he loved me and all wonderful things that a child wants to hear. I really had no idea what was happening, but I had his attention. I had a, a grown-up who wanted to take care of me. It was just very strange for me. This continued and uh, things escalated as I turned 13. Um, we would... Um, go and visit with my sister or sisters and uh, somehow he would get me alone and he would just um, touch me everywhere he would assault me so 
at some point we ended up going to one of his friend's house to pick up something that he needed and uh, things escalated he had sex with me he did what he wanted to do I froze and this repeated and repeated and repeated and I was so afraid I know I couldn't say anything to anyone this was absolutely horrible this as I see it right now while I'm recording my voice was rape over and over and you know what I didn't deserve this he took my innocence he gave me fear in exchange he gave me shame in exchange he took my trust in people he took so much from me and to this day it hurts because it would have been so nice I suspect to be a child free from abuse to be a normal child not that shy child that when it was time to go back to school friends would say oh my gosh she's so snobbish she hardly says hello it would have been so nice to just be like them noisy loud happy to see everyone but I was shy because I was afraid I didn't deserve to be afraid I should have been a child a normal child all of this confusion all of this pain all of this fear brought so much negativity into my life for years and years and years basically all of my life I couldn't trust anyone I doubted everyone how can you not when somebody that you trust that your family trusts does these things to you he manipulated me as much as he wanted he made me believe that he loved me and that he would always take care of me and who knows how many things he must have he must have promised and and told me he just I was a puppet I was a thing whenever he raped me whenever he abused me my mind was somewhere else my mind just flew away and I froze what else could I do I had to let things happen what other choice did I have I guess that's a mechanism that I could use just freeze well I think after taking a little pause to catch my breath I keep thinking back and um, 
the innocence that was taken from me will never come back. The childhood that I could have had enjoyed will never come back. And I have known this for a long time. And for a long time I decided to do whatever possible to have a better life. Most importantly, to give my children the protection that all children need. Yes, I went full on with protection with my children. Their dad called me a crazy overprotective mother, but that was fine with me and it is fine with me as long as nothing close to what happened to me happened to them. So we react in different ways and I know that there is also the other side of the coin where predators are victims of others so they repeat what, they, what happened to them. This doesn't in any way justify what they did to others. This does not justify my cussing or the person who raped me before him or the person who raped me after or the doctor that assaulted me later. No, there is no justification because a child is a child and should never ever have to endure anything like this. Adults should be protecting children, not hurting them. So we have these experiences and we are survivors. We continue on, we learn, and we learn some more. We ask for help and we try to practice the best way to continue with our lives. One of the ways that has been very helpful to me in my recovery is finding the right therapist or the right method of therapy. I have gone through uh, a lot of different therapists and um, I found one was who was simply extraordinary. She wasn't only very well educated, but she listened and she gave feedback in her way of communicating was just very caring, a very good empathetic person. I hope that um, in the future perhaps she can join me in this podcast. But my thinking is that um, we should always try to do whatever is necessary to get the help that we need and um, different things work for different people. I also think that uh, EMDR method is extremely helpful, but you find whatever works for you. You may find a therapist that from the first appointment is the right match for you, great chemistry. But you may have to see others, uh, like I said, three or four times until you find the right therapist. And don't give up after the first session, please. Just keep on trying. If you don't have insurance, I know it's difficult, but remember we have uh, uh, ways uh, 
to find other resources uh, for either free or or subsidized um, health support. Please don't give up on therapy. It's so very important. Anyway, going back to my story. It has been a long road from being a child survivor of sexual abuse and the abuse that I endured from my cousin when I was a child left me in such a state of confusion that I didn't know what to expect from being on a relationship. Obviously, when you're very young, young, that's very normal, uh, even in your teen years. But I didn't know what to expect from having a boyfriend. And I did have a nice boyfriend in high school. Um, but uh, I also had the wrong ideas about it. I had the wrong expectations and I uh, behaved in ways that basically um, were the product of being used by an adult. I was affected so much by this abuse that um, I ruined any relationship that I had in my past. So to explain better uh, about the a relationship that was not healthy, of course, I mean, when you're a child, when you're in your uh, teen years, um, what do you know about relationships, really? But the thing here was that I accepted, not only with this boyfriend, um, I accepted a, 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 that boys just, you know, were... Uh, were there to have sex and you were supposed to comply and there was no satisfaction whatsoever had anyone talked to me about it um about sex that is maybe i would have understood better that it was a party of two not just a party of one uh with another one being used as a mannequin as a as a play doll as an object this experience creates such trauma that one doesn't know what to do in a relationship. Uh, one, doesn't, one doesn't know what is acceptable and what is not. I tell you, I had um, this relationship when I was about uh, 18, I believe, with a very, very nice boy. Um, he was respectful, kind, loving. And yes, he wanted to have sex with me, and he did. Uh, but it wasn't only that. He was the sweetest guy and very, very nice to me. I don't know if uh, he thought I was enjoying it or if I faked it when we had sex. Uh, but that was just a small part of it. He was in every way one of the nicest men I ever met. We were very good friends even after we we broke up and continued the friendship for many years. Um, I was friends with his wife. She knew that we had been in, a, in another uh, type of relationship and uh, it was fine. Uh, to this day, I think that he was probably the man that I was supposed to stay with. But because of the trauma and because of the displacement of uh, thoughts and feelings, I had no idea 
uh, what to expect from this relationship or from any other relationship. So I did sabotage this relationship and many more to come. And by many more, I mean four or five perhaps. Um, yeah, this is what happens when you have been abused and trauma is part of your life. And I know that something happened when I was uh, probably around seven. Uh, most likely I was raped because I have flashbacks. I remember the room where I was in. I remember being grabbed my, by my arm, being in a closet, very big closet, and a few other things that um, are not very clear at all. I also know that when I was very young, we were waiting for Christmas Eve and um, I had been crying all afternoon and I got up from the bed and uh, went out of the room and one of my older cousins, female cousins, asked me why I had been crying. Well, I could only say that I just wanted to die. This was a shock for her. Well, I imagine that it was a shock for her. And in any event, her reaction to me saying that I wanted to die being so young was to respond with um, avoidance. She basically said, well, uh, you know what? You shouldn't be sad. Just go to sleep now because Santa is not going to come if you don't take a nap. So that was the extent of feedback from a family member about my deep sadness that manifested in saying that I wanted to die at such, an, at such a young age. Um, yes, pretty disappointing, but maybe she didn't know better. I know the location, I have flashbacks, and that's all I can remember. I am afraid of remembering more. I am um, still recovering. I am still moving forward and I really want to feel happy most of the time. And I'm doing very well. And just that memory is so sad. It's hard. It's really hard. But there are other things that I'm conquering. There are other memories that I'm conquering. There are other painful events that I'm conquering. I will um, have to stop here because this was a recap of childhood abuse and how it all started. Do you relate? If it did, I am really sorry about this. You didn't deserve it. But we are strong and we will continue to move on. We will continue trying to find ways to help ourselves, we will continue to live and find happiness because we deserve it. I'll let you go now and I hope that you join me next time.